Handbook for Humanity is a production of the DeZormo Foundation, a nonprofit whose goal is to support the dignity of life, born and unborn. If you would like to support Handbook for Humanity and our mission to share truthful conversation about the body, spirit, sexuality, and being a better human today, visit DeZormoFoundation.org. That's D-E-S-O-R-M-E-A-U-X Foundation.org. To donate, look under Funds column and choose Theology of the Body. Thank you for your prayers and support. Welcome, welcome once again to Handbook for Humanity. We are now in our third episode of our series talking about the resurrection. <laughs> and we still have a full house. So it's yeah. good to see you all. Hey, good morning, everybody. Yeah. Good morning. <laughs> Hello. So we do want to acknowledge, we were just talking about joking, that we recognize sometimes we have an issue with knocking our microphone stands and <laughs> the springs reverberating. <laughs> so we are aware of it. But as listeners, how about you... Maybe pay attention to see how many times we do it per episode and then send us a note. Yes, there you go. <laughs> we we'll love feedback. We'll do an over and under, see how many times we do it. But. There you go. Awesome. So I thought today, again, we're kind of continuing our series on the resurrection. Um, we've talked about so far hope and how we long for that. Last week we talked a little bit about the relationship of resurrection and death and why mm-hmm. it might be scary for a lot of people to reflect on it if they even have reflected on it. Yeah. And then I think eventually part of this will get to a really big topic, but I thought this week we might maybe take a half a step or one step back mm-hmm. before we get to that conversation and maybe talk about even bigger picture, the theme that we've kind of had throughout our show for a while. Nice. Um, but to do that, how about we start with a fun question that might be relevant? So how about we go around the table? What's everyone's favorite movie and why? Do I get to go first because I'm sure. the oldest one? Yes. Age for beauty. <laughs> but you have age and beauty, so you can just go yeah. first all Okay, time. age and beauty. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. Um, I like the classics, the old classics. And my husband likes to watch the um, Turner Classic movie, you know, and mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway. Um, and uh, I always look forward to at the Christmas time for It's a Wonderful Life. Mm. And I like that one because, you know, the, the story, uh, most people are familiar with it. Anyway, the guy comes, he's going to kill himself, but then his angel, you know, distracts him or something. And then he shows what would have happened had he not been alive. Yeah. And that's, a, that's something that we should all think about, that we impact other people who impact other people who impact other people. Sure. And... Um, we're all necessary. That's why, you know, God created each person. He has a plan for each person. And um, that re- that rings with me. And I, I always enjoy it. And I always look forward to it at Christmas time. Yeah, the uniqueness and unrepeatability, right? That's Yeah, that there was, you go. Good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we had a whole episode on death. And we said, like, memento mori, remember your death. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, legacy is something that's important that yeah, people don't really think about. Because we think about ourselves in the moment, mm-hmm. but we have children, friends, and all these people are impacted. Yes. So how much more important is it for us to recognize that and that impact? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that ripple effect too, you know, that just, you know, you make a decision and you do this. We have to think about that all day long, every day. I mean, we should, because um, actions have consequences. And I think that's kind of what that, uh, that was showing the little man, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the movie. Yeah. That's a good one, too. Hmm. How about you, Becky? Yeah. 
Well, you know, I have four daughters, and um, so I have four favorite movies. Mm-hmm. But, right? mm. There's a lot of fours in my life, but anyway, um, no, really, I do. I have tied four movies, and um, Becoming Jane is one of them. It's autobiography of Jane Austen. Um, all of them are based off of biographies, and so um, then Victoria, which is Queen Victoria, the great grandmother of. Queen Elizabeth, who just died, oh. um, her story. And then um, the author of um, Peter Pan, Finding Neverland, the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, friendship between J.M. Barry and Sylvia Luli, who was a widow. Um, did I forget one? Oh, yeah, Bright Star, which is the story of Fanny Braun and John Keats. So you wouldn't know from all these movies that I was an English major, right? Oh, <laughs> there no, you go. <laughs> right? But um, so they're all, you know, based off of these biographical sketches of women who've had um, profound relationships that had tragic ends. Wow. Uh, yeah. And so, of course, these are my adult favorites, right? Um, kind of my, my early life to now, just um, discovering all of these. And what I love, you know, about them is just um, that they're, each one of them kind of had this tension where they had to understand what chase living was going to be like for them in their particular socioeconomic reality Mm. historically and they chose the higher road Mm. which led to them living in solitude but also making a profound gift of themselves in Mm. yeah it's like the prism of their suffering became how their light was shed in a profound way um, so I, I just, of course, you could, uh, this is my inspiration for my life. These women, other than I say, you know, the Blessed Mother and Mary Magdalene, um, after them, these women have really, really shaped a lot of my own, um, yeah, thoughts about how to live life. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was well worth her wait. So before we started recording, Becky mentioned that it was biographies. So I was like, oh, wait, I want to ask now, but we need to wait till we start talking. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. There well, they are. You. Super mm-hmm. insightful. Yeah. I'm already seeing a common theme. But let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Well, uh, let's see if we can jump right into that. Not quite as deep as Becky's. She's always got that deep, insightful <laughs> stuff there. So uh, thanks for sharing that. You're the man on the street. Man on the street. <laughs> man on the street today. Who's also insightful, by the way. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and oh, you, you absolutely ended kind. us on a very deep note last the, yes. podcast. So I don't okay. <laughs> Squirrel <laughs> finds the acorn sometimes, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Especially this time of season, right? Okay. So favorite movie, I'm going to go with Wizard of Oz. So Wizard of Mm. Oz, um, once I was able to tolerate the Wicked Witch and the Flying Monkeys. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, which really took a lot of uh, white knuckling and, uh, you know, teeth grinding, but was able to hang through the whole show, not hide under the blanket, Mm. really saw, um, you know, the three characters that um, attended the whole adventure with Dorothy, um, you know, the Tin Man um, with looking for uh, a little bit of compassion. You know, how could he get the heart um, the scarecrow with intelligence and the lion with courage, and then for them to go through some experiences and find out that all along they had what they were looking for, as did Dorothy. You know, she was looking for a family. She was looking for uh, some adventure, and I think that's really what appeals to this movie. Uh, for, from this movie to me, is um, you basically have an adventure where you go on uh, with discovery about yourself. Uh, with a few trials, and but in the end, and uh, my family will definitely vouch for me on this, the hero has to win. Mm. 
Mm. Right? The water had to be thrown on the Wicked Witch. Sorry, Wicked Witch, but in Tom's movies, it has to be the hero has to win at the end. Mm. Um, I have walked out of theaters if I've noticed in some films that I won't name at this time, but mm-hmm. uh, where that wasn't happening, I'm like, nope, not going to be a part of it. Not mm-hmm. going to be a part. I was here for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, and then Becky had multiple movies, but I have to say uh, The Hobbit, probably in a similar fashion, okay. with oh, multiple yeah. characters going out on an adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so maybe um, mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz at a younger age and Hobbit at a little bit older age now. So mm-hmm. Interesting. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So you actually touched the second part of one I would share, so I think we're done for today's show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cut Uh-oh. it short. No. But also, mm-hmm. same, similar themes that are going throughout. And uh, so... I'll share two. I'll, the fun one first and then the serious one second. So the fun one was A Knight's Tale. Have anybody ever seen that? No? Mm-mm. Heath Ledger. And he is essentially a peasant. And it's kind of like a, a blend between like a medieval comedy, but they pull in some like modern stuff and like music and it's just kind of like a fun spin mm-hmm. on it. But he's a peasant. He, he is a servant or a, a squire to a knight. But he is inspired, and he wants to become a knight. Well, what ends up happening is the knight that he was serving died, and so he impersonates him and changes his name and pretends to be a knight, like oh, throughout wow. the movie. But it's the struggle of yeah, like there's a there's a hero a protagonist, and then he's got all this drama that he goes through, and then mm-hmm. he's trying to overcome, and then at the end, eventually, you know, it's positive. Mm. Um, but it's just a, it's a fun way to spin it, uh, and then. The second movie is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh, I feel like I've watched that, but go ahead, tell so us you, about So it. you're thinking, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm like so sad that it's not as popular as it should be. Uh-huh. It's one of those movies where, um, another side kind of tidbit, Ben Stiller, a lot of people think or remember him from his earlier movies that were comedy. So mm-hmm. like Dodgeball or other like really goofy kind of out there movies. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But later in his career, he actually started making some really serious, thought-provoking stuff. Okay. And The Secret Life of Walter Mitty is based on a short story novel about a man who uh, is he's single. He lives in a big city. He's kind of older. There's one. There's one. I saw it. Lives in a big city. He's got, he balances between like trying to take care of his mother and her retirement, and he's got a sister that's you know always trying to be in his life. And um, but he daydreams a lot. And he's always daydreaming about, oh, he works for Time Magazine. And he's in their photo assets department. Mm -hmm. So his job is to take in the photos that go into Time Magazine. Hmm. So for him, he lives this very simple life in the city, you know, goes back and forth to work. And, but he always sees all these adventures and all these things that all these other people are doing through their photography, which causes him to be a massive daydreamer. Hmm. So in the beginning of the movie, he has all these grand fantasies of like all these adventurous things he wants to do he has feelings for a lady he works with so like he's all these scenarios of like doing something romantic for her and then he has an opportunity to do something adventurous okay and he does it Mm -hmm. and so then you join him on this adventure and this journey that he goes through Um, but what you noticed about the movie was as he starts actually doing these adventurous things he daydreams less and less oh because he actually kind of joins in that adventure and he's he's mm-hmm. really living it instead of trying to fantasize about it. Um, but it's kind of the same, I guess we'll get to this whole thing. I think a the theme for all these movies is 
why why do you think these really resonate with us it's like we each have a different movie mm-hmm. that's our favorite mm-hmm. but there i think there's a commonality that applies to almost every movie we like or or yeah. really stick with us mm-hmm. um yeah it resonates it resonates with our story right yeah. yeah it gives us a yeah prison to be able to yeah relate yeah it's like you like you mentioned it's very mm-hmm. personal yeah it's like it was a, a model for your life and mm-hmm. and inspiration for you and what you've done mm-hmm. um or, well what I am doing. What you, or you are doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like Adele, you yeah. mentioned like recognizing that our lives have impact on other people, and that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, Good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's this. This seems like this common story that goes through anything that comes out of either Hollywood or books or something else. And Tom, you nailed it. So mm. again, we'll we'll kind of rehash it. But in the beginning, there's this protagonist or a hero, and seems like things are good. Their life is going well. Things are great. Their family's together or whatever. And then there's some type of drama that happens. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, how great would a story be if everything was just peachy keen all mm-hmm. the time? Or like I said. It would be boring. be boring. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It would be yeah. mm-hmm. in a way. Um, but, you know, it starts out great. And then there's some type of drama. And then, Tom, as you mentioned, hopefully at the end, there's some type of positive victory mm-hmm. or resolution. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think almost any movie that resonates with us kind of has that same, mm-hmm. those same three parts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. And Tom, like you mentioned, when they don't have that, it kind of hurts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pain comes up and I feel like I've been um, stolen. Something's been stolen from me yeah. in this adventure. Um, but that expectation, uh, life doesn't always turn out that way, but... In the entertainment industry, you know, I'm picking and choosing, and I would hope to be able to pick and choose something that would be entertaining for me. So, but yes, um, I agree with you on that. Hmm. Um, and also when you said, like, walking out of a movie, I remember my cousin and I watched a movie. I won't name it because it's not that great of a movie. But they did that to where this, you know, happy thing was in the beginning. There was this really dramatic uh, middle part that a lot of people were really deep into and is really, really traumatic actually. And at the end, they're building up to a resolution or victory. And then they pan to a scene that, that derails that and then cuts the movie. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. That's really, it Ouch. was, it was visceral. Mm. Like I remember we both were watching it Mm-mm. and like when the, the screen went black and then they rolled to the credits, we're like, no, <laughs> what, like yeah. what just happened? Yeah. And I'm wondering if the reason that that type of ending is so emotional is because we know we're not made for that. Mm-hmm. Like we're yeah. made for resolution. Like we're made for redemption. Yeah. And that may have been the point of the artist is to point towards that reality. Yeah. Bring it sharply to the awareness. I mean, that would be great. We want to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> would, yeah, maybe so. Right. Yeah, Good and, luck. The, and the longing that which we all have as well is there, there has to be something more. Mm. And... Um, you know, maybe like in some of the movies as of late, uh, I should have stuck around, stuck around and waited till after the credits and they, mm. you know, have that, but no, this was quite a while back. They didn't actually have that technique, but, mm. uh, they have it now. There was another little snippet usually to try to get you interested in the next movie hmm. that's coming up. But, um, but yeah, it was, uh, when we were working through some of those things, it was just time to leave. Just, this wasn't what I needed at this time and yeah. was feeling sorrow and pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
man, those cutscenes are so tricky. And actually, so we'll, we'll do our corporate moment, but we talk about corporate marketing. Mm. One of the, the tactics is when I can tell you when a marketer finds something that works, they're going to use it over and over and over again mm. until it doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like in Louisiana. What do you see? I think the metric is 35 or 40% of all billboards in the state mm. are what? Food. Attorneys. <laughs> Attorneys. Okay. Hey, and they're on I-10 all the way to Florida, I've noticed. Same, I'm concerned. same ones. Oh. I'm concerned now. As much as Becky drives and she didn't have that answer, I'm like, uh-oh. I think we jumped in. I, do, I ignore those. Okay. Yeah, right. I have only one attorney in my life who, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and to be fair, he does something very different than what they do. Right. So, Yes. We'll, we'll, we will not lump him in that category. Um, but, yeah, like, they know, you know, people are injured. Call us and we'll get you a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. But that message works. Yeah. That for, message works. Works yeah. for so many people. Yeah. Um, and so I think like when we look at movies or these stories, maybe the reason that that same frame is used over and over again is because they know it works. Mm-hmm. It works. It mm-hmm. definitely works. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about it that probably speaks yeah. to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that where you're going with this uh, this podcast today? Maybe that there's something that Maybe. resonates. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Okay. We. I'll yeah. wait and see. I'll you know, it's. I, I. I'm like. Does this relate? But I'm going to just say it. As I was listening to you, Tom, you said the word entertainment repeatedly, and I thought to myself, he's not looking for entertainment. He's looking for recreation, mm-hmm. which is recreation. Right. And that's the difference between substantial like activity that is worthy of man, you know, in our Mm. time of rest and being able to take in things that, you know, are are leisurely, you know, and what's not worthy of us. Is entertainment uh, not worthy of us? I think. I think in some sense, if you if If it's overly done, yeah, yeah, I mean, like the nothingness of something that. you could actually spend time having leisure, mm-hmm. but actually being recreated by it. Okay, so they're they're different. Yes, they're different. Different degrees or uh, worthy, like you said, worthiness of the recreation mm-hmm. part because it's recreating and it has a definite beneficial purpose. Whereas mm-hmm. the entertainment might just be um, kind of like the daydreaming guy, you know, or something, and just. So Sort of, you know, uh, yeah, sometimes you just need to blow off some steam and just go do something, you know. Uh, I can see how that might be helpful. But uh, certainly right now, there is um, an overindulgence in pure entertainment. That leaves us to the dearth of of doing these other Mm -hmm. recreative things. Mm -hmm. And it it just takes your mind away from Mm -hmm. other important things. Yes, Mm -hmm. I agree. I don't know. I just thought I'd I like okay. it. say it. that. Yeah, we'll call back mm-hmm. to a very early episode where we talk about freedom. Mm. We did mm-hmm. talk about the word entertainment. Oh, we did. Mm-hmm. Being an internal binding. So we think of like contain, mm. right? It's something mm-hmm. that's inside of something. So entertainment is actually meant to be like an internal or emotional or mental binding. Mm. So it is almost in a way kind of like bondage. And to your point, like if it's not recreational or if it's recreating us to be something new or mm-hmm. better... That's your question about. There you go. Is it beneficial or not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's mm. something to think about. That's heady, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. We're gonna get more heady. So okay. Okay. Strap in. <laughs> okay. <clears throat>
So we talk about this yeah. common story that resonates with us. It could be entertaining or recreational. Mm-hmm. But the reason I think is that because you already said it, Becky, it is our story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is our story. And so I think whenever we we really look at the the text of what Pope St. John Paul II gave to us, um, we won't go into too much headiness, but he kind of starts with, so we, we're, we've been talking about the chapter three, Christ appeals to the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've kind of mentioned throughout the show, there are other times that Christ appeals to the beginning mm-hmm. or Christ appeals to man's heart. Yes. Yeah. So like you mentioned before we started talking, like throughout some of the other, or pretty much all of our episodes and our conversations with our guests and other things mm-hmm. we've, we've looked at is really reflecting on where do we come from? Mm-hmm. Who are we today? Yes. And now we're talking about where we headed. Right. Yeah. And so in three parts, we, we, where are we coming from? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. And where are we going? Mm-hmm. Sounds like a journey. It, oh. <laughs> or maybe an adventure. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> okay. That's it. Well yeah. done. Well done. There you go. I guessed it. Okay. Okay. Now we're done. So oh, okay. yeah. bye everybody. <laughs> okay. But no, that's it. Yeah. It's, it's a journey mm-hmm. that goes in, in multiple parts. So like we have a beginning. So God made Adam and Eve and put them in the garden in this very beautiful and peaceful place. Mm-hmm. Satan came and was a jerk and introduced original sin into the world. So now we have this period of drama and chaos and pain and suffering. And now we, we work towards hope and, and longing for, because you mentioned longing too, mm. Tom, this feeling of longing for something better. Like we know we're made for something more. There's something there. But like we talked about last week, we haven't yet experienced it, right? Like you said, face to face. No eyes seen, no ears heard. Mm-hmm. What God has in store for those who love him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that hope of something we haven't seen yet, for I think a lot of us is difficult. Mm-hmm. Because there is that kind of, like you talk about Tom, like in the movie, there's that almost period of uncertainty when you're going through the drama of, okay, is this going to work out? Mm-hmm. For most stories, we have the assumption, you know, the hero is going to come in and do their thing and he's going to save whoever and everything's going to be great. But in that drama, it's hard to see mm-hmm. because we're so caught up in the fighting or the explosions or right. the dragons or whatever's going on. How to manage yeah. and all of that. Yeah. And if it's happening to yeah. you, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not the movie, this is your movie, mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. If it's happening to you, you know, understanding and, and, and seeing what's happening in the drama where other people might be looking in, um, you know, and observing what's going on with sort of more of a detached look, whereas you, the person who's Mm -hmm. experiencing it, it's a different story. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's a different experience, you know, for you, the the person who's experiencing it, feeling it, uh, living it, where somebody else might be looking in and and saying, ooh, she's having a hard time, you know, or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Which is phenomenal that you have that insight because the example you gave, It's a Wonderful Life, you talked about the angel shows him, well, here's the impact of your life. Right. Somebody else has to show you. Mm-hmm. Somebody else. So so we need others. We're community. Yes. And we have to work together and yeah. and support each other and help each yeah. other, you know, 
I'm down, mm-hmm. I'm beaten, I'm whooped, you know, and somebody comes over and lifts you up and says, no, no, it, it's not as bad as you think. Let me point out these good things, blah, blah, blah. I kind of had that experience today on the way to work or mm-hmm. c- coming over here. Somebody pulled me off the ledge. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate that. So um, so anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to say this. Uh, I had jotted it down. Tom, what's your last name? Viator. Okay. I have a reason for asking you that. In, in one of my very first uh, uh, master's degree theology level courses, it's called Fundamental Theology. Uh, I took it before the Michael Champagne. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember this word stuck out, and my husband made a comment about it. There was, um, it was talking about the man on the journey, mm-hmm. okay? And in Latin, and you're kind mm-hmm. of a nerd word, and maybe, maybe you'll, you'll connect to this one. The word was, and it was in italics because it was a foreign language, right? Okay. Homo viator. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Homo man. Right. Viator, apparently that is something about on the way. Yeah, traveler. A traveler. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and my husband, and y'all have heard stories about him before. Okay. Homo viator, he said, he sounds like he must come from Delcom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Where are you from? You're not from Delcom. My, my mom and dad did grow up there. <laughs> oh, yes, they man. did. I swear. I swear he said that. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, man, that guy must be from around here. He must be from around, like, Delcom or something. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. And uh, is, it just cracks me up. Is Viator to Delcom like what Fontenot is to uh, Vilpot? No, it's actually New Iberia that has New Iberia what we call the, the mothership for yeah. Viator. Oh, really? Right? Yeah, mm. you know, I grew up in, in New Orleans mm. uh, and, and came here for school, went, went to, uh, to UL, and I was doing uh, some work at the TV station as an intern, and I happened to pull up the New Iberia phone book and was flipping through that. Mm. And there was, at the time, this was a while a back. A phone book, phone really? Phone book, that's right. <laughs> that back in the day. There, there was like three pages of Viatars, yeah. and I was like, I, I found it. This is the mothership right here. It was, nice. it was amazing, yeah. Yeah. That's a whole historical thing, you know, mm. like New Iberia, mm-hmm. okay, Nueva Iberia. It was the Iberian Peninsula, and, and for whatever reason at the time that it was settled, the Spanish were in charge or are in control of the Louisiana Purchase Territories, and they came down the Bayou, Tesh, and settled there, and then they brought in their people. So mm-hmm. we have a proliferation of Spanish family mm-hmm. names, Miguez, Segura, Romero, mm-hmm. Viator, you know, that kind of stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. Armentar. A lot of uh, a lot of Spanish there. Nice. Yeah, Via Toro was the the brothers that came over. So oh, they, wow. I think they ended up yeah, married, off married off. some nice Cajun women. Of and they, the French. It was the, the cooking. Yeah, the yeah. French <laughs> priests at the time were, looked at those letters and they were like, "Now this is how we're going to spell it." Yeah, <laughs> this is good. That's it. And then the name changed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that interesting how that happens? Yeah. Man, that's so cool though. But yeah, you mentioned Viator, so traveler. So mm-hmm. you already traveler. That. You knew yes, your name was traveler. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this whole time we're talking about a journey. Journey. Mm-hmm. So, Tom, you should be the, the perfect man to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, you're on a journey. Your whole family's on a journey. Of we course, are. if they came from Spain to here, that was a journey, I'm sure. Yep. But we all came from somebody, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Oh, man. But yeah, we we have this story or this journey that we're all on. And uh, it's even like going back to another corporate thing, like to tie to how the business world is trying to hijack all these ideas. Hmm. So in customer experience and marketing – it's the whole thing right now is understanding the customer's journey. Hmm. So where's your customer coming from? What do they do in terms of interacting with your company? And what are they doing after interacting with your company? Okay. 
the CEO of Delta Airlines, I got to listen to him give a talk. And somebody asked him, I was like, when, when is your customer's journey start for their flight? And he said, when they get off of the one that they're on. And so they're trying to recognize hmm. everything that a person might do and how that interacts with their company, et cetera. Um, but all that to get to the conference I just went to in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. When you walk into the conference center, this one of this company's slogan, huge, massive, probably 30-foot banner over this walkway was making business more human. Oh, hopeful. Hopeful. Mm-hmm. But it's this whole idea of understanding the journey. Mm-hmm. Handbook for humanity. Pass them out, some little cards, and say, y'all want to know? <laughs> Tune in. We got some insights here, buddy. Dang, missed opportunity. How yeah. like 7,000 people could have done that. Oh, God, give that man some cards. Okay. But Adele, you mentioned one thing, too, that I might want to ask about. So you mentioned like in the example with the movie that you shared and how when we're caught up in the drama, we need someone else to kind of call us out of that mm-hmm. or maybe get us to recognize that. You mentioned community or having good friends. Um, as I was preparing for the show and even part of my conversion story and learning TOB, mm-hmm. that's actually an idea that really stuck out to me in this whole uh, conversation of like man's history and like where we come from is just reflecting on the incarnation. Mm-hmm. Cause like we, we talk about like, you know, God became man, the word became flesh. We kind of, we've talked about a couple of times, like Christ actually had a body. He became one of us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was that idea of when you look at the history of our church and the history throughout scripture, the Jews many, many times were what lost in the desert mm-hmm. <laughs> or they were sent into exile, right? To wander for 40 years until they could actually get to the promised land. And so the history of the Jewish people and one of the reasons that Christ probably came to us was that we were kind of lost and caught up in that drama. Mm -hmm. Kind of lost? We were very lost. Still are. (laughs) Okay. But I I think, and at least the way that it spoke to me was, um, we we forget that when we're caught up in that drama, what it means to be human. And so God becoming man was almost like his way of coming to our level, Mm -hmm. stepping down to us Mm -hmm. to be that example and that voice to try to help us come out of that confusion Mm -hmm. and that darkness. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Yes. He comes smack dab in the middle. Yeah. Right? Um, Talking about chaos and journey. How about Herod's out to get the child? Take her now. Take the woman and the child and get out of here. Tonight, you know, that's a journey. That's a chaos. They want to kill the child, you know. Okay, yeah, that was, um, yeah, he showed us, he showed us, you know, real life drama, lots of drama. Then he's lost, uh, he's, you know, over Passover, they get all the way, you know, whole day's journey. He's not with you? (laughs) I thought you had the kid, you know, that kind of stuff. So my husband, another story. Okay, so we're walking around the neighborhood, we say in the rosary, and we get to the fifth, um, fifth uh, joyful mystery, the finding of Jesus in the temple, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, we had been alternating, I'd say one decade, he'd say one decade. We get to the fifth mystery, and my husband says, okay, the fifth joyful mystery, Jesus gets his first whipping. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I couldn't I couldn't say any more Hail Marys. I mean, I just had to laugh about that. Yeah, as a father, why yeah. have you done this to your mother and me? You yeah. know, like God dog it. Pay attention, boy. Well, I think I've heard some some too like kind of tell a version of that story where they were actually already on the road, like uh-huh. leaving to go somewhere with the party in the caravan, and then they realized like, oh wait. We don't have our son. Yeah, we left the kid. <laughs> we left him. Like, where is he? I was like, turn around and go back and find him in the temple. I mean, right. yeah. It Ooh. took them a couple of days, you know. They wandered around. Wow. That, son, it, why have you done this to us? And the very patient, blessed mother says, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, that was her roughest words. <laughs> Talking about... We think, it, anyway. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and it, an adventure um, in search of the Messiah, uh, or the boy Messiah, is a, is a neat little... A fictional book. Uh, Matthew Kelly had something to do with that, mm-hmm. and um, it basically tells the story of the whole trip. And they really do a great job. Um, since getting more interested in the Old Testament, they really do a great job, basically bringing out a lot of Jewish tradition in this little book. Mm. And that's where they draw a lot of the inspiration for the book. Because of course, we only have a few sentences about that incident, right? Not a whole lot from Scripture of what really happened. And so they basically tie in a lot of what Jewish um, mothers and fathers and children were doing at the time. And they really do a great job too of almost everything he says once he's in Jerusalem is scripture based. Hmm. Hmm. And it really is, it's, it's good. So, great. so it, it ties in. I always wondered what was going on. Like we, you know, we ponders like, okay, how could you go that far out? But it gives mm-hmm. a good example of the time of what was happening. Um, no spoiler alert really on this, but you know, they, they were all, it was occupied. It wasn't just the Jewish mm-hmm. people. It was, yeah, they were occupied by a foreign force by the Romans. Mm-hmm. And so that impacted their days on a regular basis, even their trip for Passover uh, up to the temple. So they tie a little bit of that in there as well, but interesting little shout out there for that book. Yeah, that sounds great. Some more journeys. And And adventures. Mm -hmm. It's definitely an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It made me kind of remember too, uh, about they were occupied like Romans and other cultures. Uh, Adele, you said something earlier too about how, um, like to realize the impact that we have for the ripples. I was remembering uh, there's a, there was an idea of the Greeks and the Romans so one of the reasons you hear like the, the Greek epics or these fantastic stories mm-hmm. is to them, um, the goal in life was to be remembered. Mm-hmm. They knew that they would die. That was the, the, that was the conundrum of the Greek philosophy, as I recall. I don't know too much about it, but that mm-hmm. they just couldn't explain what was death all about. Yeah. You know, they, they had everything else. They got it all. You know, they, they could explain everything. But when it came to death, they couldn't figure it out. And that's why Jesus is the great philosopher, because he answered the question. Yes, he Which did. is where we're going with this, this conversation. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's the end yeah. of the journey, the destiny. That's there it. you go. Yeah. So that's why you hear these great stories yeah. of Achilles and all these other stuff is mm-hmm. they want it to be remembered. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you nailed it. Like Christ actually answered that question mm-hmm. and quelled that fear for them, which is why he was so controversial, like within their cultures. That's why that's still is today. They yeah. could right. they yeah. could have martyrs because yeah. they knew this yeah. ain't it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's not ending right here. Mm-hmm. I'm going someplace else. There's mm-hmm. something after this. Yes. Uh, so in scripture, uh, I think when Saint Paul was captured, and they were trying to get him to to fess up, and they're like, you know, we'll we'll kill you. You know, he's like, well, to die is to gain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we'll let you live. Well, to live is to be of Christ. So, mm-hmm. Like, 
in life or death, right? There was victory. Right. Yes. So they were just so confused. Yes. Like, what the heck is going on? Like, we can't <laughs> do anything is... that's going to shake this guy, you know? <laughs> right. He's not a normal person. No. Mm, um, yeah. But I think to that, uh, so I remember the very first time I heard this idea of the journey was immediately after attending TOB1, mm-hmm. coming back to Louisiana and attending the very first Echo Retreat. Okay. Yeah. We were there together. Yep. I remember that. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you remember the very first night, Damon Owens yes. did an opening talk. And he, he told this perspective. Yes. And I remember sitting in a whole week course with Christopher. No, sorry, it was Damon, the first, not Damon, Bill Donahue, the first time. And had this workbook that laid all these things out in detail where we talked about original man, mm-hmm. where we come from, and historical man, and who mm-hmm. we are today, and the big word, eschatological, or mm-hmm. redeemed man, where we're going. But it didn't click. Until Damon. Until Damon <laughs> yes. used that analogy of a mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. what the heck? Like, Right makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. And then from that point on, every movie I ever watched just felt different. Yeah. Um, so I guess I want to ask, like, where were you, I think, whenever you heard this idea or, you know, the three stages of man or understanding yeah. humanity as a journey? Yeah. And what did that mean for you? Well, I too uh, did TOB1 and I think I had done TOB2 already before we did Echo. But... um. Once I heard it explained that way through Damon, Brian then took it and ran with it, right? Mm-hmm. And he does a really good job of doing that. So I attended every what's now called total vision that I could find. And my pastor wasn't afraid of me doing that because it was more formation, right? So I would go over and over and over again, and I would see this triptych, you know, mm-hmm. being explained that way. And... um I was still, at that time, I was still very much receiving or re- what was resonating most for me, of course, was Christ appeals to the beginning, Christ appeals to the human heart because of the, my life circumstances and the, and the way that I would, the lens through which I was receiving theology, the body. But um, yeah, I just feel like it really did, it, putting it in movie format and then being able to go back into my mind and my memory of movies that I had watched and ones that I would watch, you had that. You saw that this is this is the call of the heart. This is the echo within the heart of humanity coming out in this form of art, you know, in, in these movies. Yeah, I want to agree with you about that. I think it's, um, yeah, it's a very, yeah, very good framework. To um, I think yeah. that the um, the thing that really resonates with me is the original man uh, for this reason. Um, Genesis chapter 1, verse 25, 26, something where, where God creates man in his image. Mm. And I remember studying this. It was called the Imago Dei. We're in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that was, it wasn't news, but it was like I hadn't really pondered it before. It's kind of, you know, a lot of these things, you know, it's been out there, but you just never you know, looked at it before uh, intently. And so being in the image of God really uh, resonated with me and that, you know, it was male and female. He created them. He said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. And that is, um, that's sort of your, that's your origin and that's your sort of your marching orders. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in the image of God. So is that guy across the street and the guy in in, in the traffic, you know, lane over there. Everybody is in the image of God, and what does that require of us? 
they have such dignity, mm-hmm. not not even to mention the fact that Jesus died for those yeah. people as well. Okay, and, and me too. But, you know, to be in the image of God, if you let that sink in, it's got to be transformational. Mm-hmm. It's got mm-hmm. to be. And that's uh, um, that. And then also with this, um, the eschatological man, so if we're in, in the image of God, and we we are made like him in whatever respects that 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 means we're meant for love mm-hmm. we're meant for truth we're meant for goodness mm-hmm. all of these things and so therefore when we're trying to find you know happiness or fulfillment or whatever on earth in earthly things it's not going to work out we have to as St. Augustine said, our hearts are made for you, and we will find no rest until we rest in you. Yeah. And that's that's where this mm-hmm. eschatological destiny, start yeah. to finish, that's it. We're made for God in his image, and we will find no rest until we go there. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I get on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you, Tom? Well, I have to credit the two beautiful souls across the table for me for my first introduction. Um, we were asked to uh, do a small little um, seminar that ended up uh, getting about 18 folks in um, at our uh, foundation here, at the Desarmo Foundation. And um, with that, um, we were able to um, basically take Brian Butler's um, little presentation that he was doing in New Orleans, and my task was to somehow bring it into our classroom here Mm -hmm. on our campus. Live um, stream. Live streaming, Mm -hmm. setting up a microphone for a question and answering and that sort of stuff, and that was a task. And once that all kind of came to to be and put together, I kind of sat there with my notebook and not really having all that much experience um, with Theology of the Body. This was... Um, January. January of a couple of years ago, maybe, that we were looking this, at that. It, it was not this past January, the one before that. Yeah, the so one like, before that. Uh, closely, like 18 months kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, and started sketching out these notes, and I remember hmm. specifically um, when we actually had that part of it where breaking it down to original man, historical man, and then redeemed man, I think is what Kobe's notes uh, basically gave us. But uh, that actually gave me an idea that God's plan is in mm-hmm. action. And yes. here are the things that he basically has laid out. And that um, personally it hit me to say that I'm not finished yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's, yeah. again, the word hope, I think we go back to, mm-hmm. you know, to that. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. I really, that, that was my... One of one of my binding moments to this teaching basically mm-hmm. was, hey, I got to find out more about this. I got to share this. This is good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's when you said, you know, kind of around that same time frame, we were talking just generally about it, and you said, "This is rich stuff. This mm. could be a podcast." <laughs> and I said, "I think I said, what's a podcast?" Uh, yeah. So now I'm beginning to find out. Thank mm-hmm. you, Tom, for that mm-hmm. that wonderful insight and, mm-hmm. and all that putting it together. And with that inquisitive nature and that openness to that inspiration, you start a whole new journey. That (laughs) brings us to this table. Right. Right. Look at the excitement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got all kind of stuff. And stories of uh, people actually meeting us out in public and saying that they listen to the podcast, which is is so cool. (laughs) That's very interesting, too. (laughs) Good stuff. Yeah.
And it's not just entertainment for them. It is recreational. Mm. Please, God. There you go. So so all those who are listening, uh, we are grateful Mm -hmm. and hope that we continue to be a blessing in a way. Yeah. um, And recreational for you. So, uh, yeah, fun listening to the show and recreated. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, Okay, we're actually getting probably close to the end of this conversation, but I wanted to maybe also introduce one more idea. Okay. And maybe we can we can go around that one. So we talk about a journey or an epic story. Um, the word destiny, hmm. I think, is used a lot. So I'm thinking about Star Wars, right? Hmm. So yeah. you know, the Emperor is talking to Luke. He's like, you know, it's your destiny. We see these romantic movies like we're destined to be together. Anytime there's hope involved or something that needs to be not yet fulfilled, but it's coming eventually, or mm-hmm. might. Destiny. What does that word mean to you? For me, it has to do with now and forever. Mm. That's exactly, you know, like what comes to my mind <clears throat> first, is, is that we, how we live out our lives, um, you know, through God's mercy, our forever could look very different, Right from how we live out our lives. But for, you know, for those of us who are open to the grace and in the relationship with the Lord to have something to speak of for all of eternity, to celebrate for all of eternity that we participated in, you know what I mean, with him. To me, that really, that speaks to me about destiny. You know, like I I want everyone on this earth and who, you know, that, especially in my lifetime, whatever I can do to help them understand the great gift that they are and their capacity to be able to be in relationship with the Lord and and have this great adventure, no matter how crazy and painful and, you know, all of, but the glory, you know, within all of that. Um, but it, it definitely has to do not just with our destiny that happens in the next life. Mm-hmm. I believe that we are called and we are destined And it's a tragedy when we are not in touch with our destiny here, this side of heaven. Although it's not a total loss. We know that because of the mercy of Jesus. You know, we never know. Um, And we have a lot of hope. So... I love that word, yeah. hope. Y'all keep bringing it Mm -hmm. up. And that that, um, definitely is is a focal point. Um, I know that we are here for a purpose. It's kind of like the, the movie guy, you know, the great life, the wonderful life. We're here for a purpose, um, but there's something after this, mm-hmm. you know. We have a part to play here. We're a link in the chain. We're part of a mosaic, whatever you want to, you know, whatever image works for you. Uh, and, and we need to perform that, uh, accomplish those things, whatever it is that that the Lord's expecting us to do. And I think that's why if we um, depend more on divine providence as I age, I I become to understand, you know, my Jesus, I trust in you. No, I don't like what's happening right now. This Mm -hmm. is not fun. But you have the ultimate destiny for me in mind, and somehow this has to be part of it in your great plan. Yes. And since I trust you, please give me the grace to 
you know, wade through this issue or this event or Mm -hmm. this whatever as I place my trust in you and you're teaching me whatever it is, whatever lesson I'm supposed to be learning. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe I won't have to spend so much time at Purgatory if Mm -hmm. I do it right (laughs) now. (laughs) Okay, whatever. A whole other journey, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah. uh, this is another one. Uh, Mm -hmm. Okay, and and so, yeah, so all of this is going somewhere. And I want to say something. It just popped into my mind a minute ago. Um, I was with my, my dad uh, the last one or two days before he died. And um, he uh, his native language, since he was in Terrebonne Parish, okay, first of all, he could swim before he could walk. Yeah. <laughs> he always said that. And then, uh, and he spoke French before he spoke English, way before. So anyway, so he said to me, uh, just, you know, and in his very weakened stage, state, and he said, à la maison, à la maison. Mm. And in French, that's, home yeah I'm going home I want to go home yeah you know and um it was like no no we have to go to the emergency room we're not <laughs> going home you know and no he was on the verge of dying and he you know apparently was having you know conversation with yes. uh, you know the, you know heaven and, and mm-hmm. the heavenly per- persons and a great blessing to me uh I remember that night he he was on the um on the little gurney in the emergency room. We were waiting for the doctor to come. And he was apparently having visions of angels or some, or maybe he was hallucinating. I mean, anybody can call it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But I saw him, and he was, like, scooting forward with his yeah. hand raised, like someone was reaching, and he was reaching back for them. Beautiful. Like, get, let me yeah. take your hand. Mm-hmm. And I heard him say, and because I could speak French, I heard him say, les anges. Les anges, angels, mm-hmm. angels. So that. he would, and, but that was a yeah. gift for me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes I was. know that was a gift to me uh-huh. so that when I had to let him go, I knew he was being taken That's with so the beautiful. angels. Yeah. And it's so consistent that if that, um, that event at the end of someone's life that we hear of, um, you hear accounts of that. Yeah. Like yeah. seeing loved ones come. Mm-hmm. You know, or to have visions. Yeah, of, maybe maybe and, his other and family not members. just from like in church circles, but like people who attend the dying. Mm-hmm. You know, who may or may not have faith. They will. They can give those. You know, testimonies that about they, they've seen this. This is something consistent. Yeah, I think you, you mentioned last week too, or very recently about uh, a lady who was a nurse for hospice. Yeah, and her story about when you said midwife, midwife for, for souls, for souls. Mm-hmm. Oh. Thank There's something Jesus. going on. Yeah. yeah. There's something definitely going on. I'm sure she has plenty of stories that yeah. would validate a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Um, so I guess as we kind of close or get close to closing, so you, you said one thing, and Becky, you said it, and Tom, you said it. I think we've all said it in different ways. We're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. We know we're going somewhere. And so if it's our destiny to end up somewhere, I think it's also related to the word destination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same root, right? Destiny, yeah. destination, same word, just used a little bit differently. But when we talk about this journey or we are destined to be in heaven, we are destined for the resurrection, for mm-hmm. redemption, that means we're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the whole name of this podcast and all these conversations we've had, Handbook for Humanity, it's like, it's what we'd hope to be conversations on the roadmap for that journey. Yeah. 
Google Map, your destination's on the right. <laughs> exactly. But it's like if we if we have a destiny, we're trying to get to a destination, we might need to try to figure out where we're going mm-hmm. in order to get there. Or, God forbid, you know, we miss the mark. Hmm. Or we miss that turn mm-hmm. or whatever that. Turn around and go back <laughs> yeah. 700 feet. Hope so. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, maybe kind of tie those those things together. Mm-hmm. So we, we've talked about the resurrection and I think next week we'll talk about it in a slightly different perspective. But this whole um, conversation is if we're on this journey, we're going to a destination. And the resurrection, in a way, not that it's the, the last step of the journey, but that's when we arrive. Mm-hmm. That's when we you arrive. have arrived. We have arrived at our destination. Mm-hmm. And... Maybe also calling back for some people that might be scary, thinking about something being over or ended. But really, just beginning. Just beginning. Mm. Threshold of yeah. eternity. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And so, Becky, I kind of had that thought whenever I saw one of the quotes you put for the notes we had last week. Mm. And the audience is number 71. But okay. You notated, yeah. you know, the resurrection is not, therefore, only a manifestation of life that conquers death, which we talked about. Yeah. Or final return to the tree of life, which man was distanced from the moment of original sin. So we talked about Adam and Eve in the garden, Mm -hmm. distancing ourselves from that life. But also a revelation of man's destiny. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's it's in the resurrection that our destiny is revealed. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so we have to have hope because we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so for everyone listening... I think for us, as we've had this amazing conversation, just remember that right now we're, we're just in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. The things we're dealing with, the drama with family or um, unfortunate things with health, mm-hmm. like things that are difficult or suffering that we kind of talked about last week too, like a little mm-hmm. bit of suffering and resurrection. Yeah. Um, it's not the end of the story. Mm-mm. We are traveling somewhere mm-hmm. and the hope that we have is that we we get to that point of the journey. Um, there's a musician. His name is Phil Wickham, and he's got a song called uh, "Beautiful." Yes. Oh man, good song. Shakes me so much. The closing refrain is, "When we arrive at eternity's shore, and death is just a memory, tears are no more. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll enter in as the wedding bells ring, mm-hmm. and your bride will come together, and we'll say you're beautiful." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's like that whole, that whole song is also kind of singing through that journey mm-hmm. about how like we're going through this process. We're trying to get somewhere, but we're going to get there. Yeah. Just have hope. Have mm-hmm. hope. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are all viators, right? <laughs> there you go. Homo viator. Or, or, vi- or viator. Some people say it that way as well. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Mm. I'm so glad we can be part of the same family. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> all oh, right. Man. So as we, uh, I think next week we'll kind of tee up and maybe dive a little bit deeper into Christ's appeal to the resurrection because yes. there are scriptures that mm-hmm. the Sadducees tried to challenge him or trick him up. Mm-hmm. And hopefully these few conversations we've had will build up to that because I think a lot of people, that conversation is really also yeah. trippy. Yeah. So the Sadducees were trying to get at Jesus, but then he like throws him a curveball and we're like, yeah. oh, wait, we weren't thinking about that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, which is exactly, we had this conversation on the way here, I know, mm-hmm. um, about how 
um, you know, we, we've covered some things and, uh, but this is like going back into a deeper development that John Paul II set up as a foundation before he went into some things we've already talked about, about the resurrection, right? Yeah. There's the deeper development of um, being able to embrace this, uh, this great hope and, um, and destiny so that we can like rise to the occasion on the high road of vocation, right? Marriage and celibacy, um, and and those those beautiful ways that the Lord has called, you know, and given the gift of being able to enter in, um, yeah, to relationship as man and woman. So that's exciting. That's where we're heading, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's a pretty awesome conversation. And mm-hmm. kind of the same thing. Like when you hear for the first time, you're like, what the heck are they even talking about? <laughs> mm-hmm. Hang with us. Yeah, hang yeah, with yeah. us, please. We're yeah. just following yeah, we're going the, the one who we have learned from yeah. <laughs> who wrote it all. Exactly. So right. uh, as we kind yeah. of wrap up this week, any final thoughts mm-hmm. or comments or things you want to share? I'm good. No? Thank you. Cool deal. Well, thank you, Red, for joining us. Um, the challenge we'll leave you with is next time you watch a movie, mm-hmm. try to reflect on why is this movie appealing to you? Like what what's calling to you? Um and why is that a pull and, and pulling us towards somewhere? I should even mention, but even the word destiny actually means like an internal drive. It's mm. like we know we're being pulled somewhere. Again, like we know we're heading to the destination. Mm. And so next week we'll dive a little bit more into what is that destination and what that might look like for us. Yeah. So great. We'll see you next time. And thank you for joining us today. You can find everything we referenced and discussed in today's show notes. If you'd like to contact us with a question or comment or anything you want to share and let us know please send an email to handbookfh1 at gmail.com again that's handbookfh1 at gmail.com please subscribe to this podcast we're available on all major networks such as spotify apple or google if you have a minute please leave a review honest what you think we definitely want to know share with your friends family anyone who is human that you think can benefit from these conversations handbook for humanity is a production of the desormo foundation a nonprofit whose goal is to support the dignity of life, born and unborn. If you would like to support Handbook for Humanity and our mission to share truthful conversation about the body, spirit, sexuality, and being a better human today, visit desormofoundation.org. That's D-E-S-O-R-M-E-A-U-X foundation.org. To donate, look under Funds column and choose Theology of the Body. Thank you for your prayers and support.